Wow, this is a a really good time to talk to you with life really charging up, really getting pumped, really happening. Um, a lot of my views have changed since COVID. A lot of my, like, I've gone radical here in a lot of ways, and I think that it's important to share it with you in a way that will fit you, in a way that will... Um, help you become radically energized radically you want to learn acceptance you want to learn peace you have to do it radically you really have to radically accept things that are hard to accept in life and I notice as I um have become more comfortable talking to you about deep or immersive or even uncomfortable thoughts and topics and Things that we may not like about ourselves, things that we want to fix. I've noticed um, I'm getting a very specific, no pun intended, just kidding. I'm getting a very specific um, very specific information, a very specific insight as to what my listeners are like, who my listeners are. And the fact that this is a very small and dedicated listenership, and if you're here, it's because maybe you decided to, that you can be comfortable with these things, that you can accept. Can you radically accept? We'll see how far you make it into this episode. There have been episodes on other shows that I've turned off because they talk about things that maybe I'm not ready to hear or, you know, and I come back to them even a month later sometimes. And I'm like, you know, I feel like I can hear this with a fresh set of ears, this episode, whatever podcast it is. And I did that, in fact, yesterday a little bit. And sometimes it takes a very long time to get through an episode if they're saying things that are different. And you know why that is? It's because we've sort of been way too comfortable in listening to our own agreements echoed back to us from another person and then we get so uncomfortable with what others have to say that it might be a new lifestyle or new to us it might be some new beliefs that we've not really ever been exposed to or that we've never felt okay with and sometimes and I've been guilty of this and this is where my radical acceptance is actually kind of changing me a lot is that um I've gotten comfortable with my own opinion, and I would turn things off a lot, uh, tune things out, not really listen or have an open mind or even be open-hearted to things. So, radical acceptance, how does this actually work? How to be in, be okay with radical acceptance? Um... Something like that, something that tells you, as I'm writing the title for this, I want to tell you what you can open up to in this episode. As you open the episode, hit play and open up your ears. Because with COVID, as I started out with this, um, views have just skyrocketed, have just changed, have just gone through the roof so I'll kind of tell you what I mean um in a sense because 
you might be at a different stage or a different phase in life. You might be more worried about what's going on. You might be really, really over it. You might be, you're not worried at all. You might be um, not even wanting to hear. So I'm not going to get political and I'm not going to get, because I, I have my sort of middle path views on a lot of this stuff. I'm not, I don't even like politics. But this radical acceptance is of society. It's not of necessarily like I've gone over acceptance that there are things you don't like about yourself and things, but we really have to talk about acceptance of society and acceptance that we've fallen into our own comfort traps. Comfort traps are what I just kind of iterated, which is you get comfortable hearing your own agreements echoed back to you by another person who has a cool personality who you like. Might have some new things to teach or tell you about, but basically they have the same beliefs you do, and that's why you listen to them. And you know what happens, and you know I've kind of why I've um, lost interest in listening or watching a lot of content like that where people are talking a lot more is honestly, I've fallen asleep by doing this. And even with some of the new people that I could learn a lot from and things like this, I've kind of gotten to a point where I've fallen asleep a little bit with a lot of it because I'm like you're saying the thing it's kind of like too much dopamine or too much feel good or too much of this um sort of this there's a fake positivity and an authentic real connection and it's not fake because the person, it's the person's fault. They're a fake, phony person. I don't really necessarily believe in that. As, you know, I don't think, I think that people are genuine in what they, in the work that they put in or they wouldn't put in the work. I really, you know, but I think what happens that makes things not so genuine or not so real is when you put yourself in a rabbit hole or a bubble where you're having to listen to things or watch only the things that you agree with or the things that are comfortable to hear. Um, society, okay, like, maybe you've been down these rabbit holes in different ways, just different ways you can think of yourself, your system, where you've set up a system, you've gotten really just angry at the world, maybe COVID made you angry, maybe losing your job made you angry, maybe health issues have made you not trust things like medical anymore and you know like for good reasons there's definitely like a lot of corruption in society um just a lot just too much you know to the point where like if you're intelligent if you're a well-read person it's almost rare anymore um if you're somebody who likes to read if you're somebody who likes to write and just really think about things in a deep way. It's almost rare to have a deep conversation with anyone anymore. It's it's like become so boring to just have these shallow conversations um, on Instagram, on Clubhouse, unless people can go deep there. And I have, don't get me wrong, I've heard some, a little bit of attempt to go deep in small rooms on Clubhouse or... Um, different live streams on Instagram. So I'm not like dissing the apps. I'm not like bashing social media at all. I actually think in a lot of ways it has helped me throughout my lifetime in becoming a more well-rounded person, 
learning about other countries, learning about other cultures. My husband and I met because of pre-internet social media, so I can't ever say that social media is bad. Like, I just cannot ever get behind that, that bandwagon. What I think it is is when you get too many people at once and you get a bias for pure extroversion and pure small talk and entertainment almost and materialism, um, that is when it gets extremely boring and that is when um, you get complacent in your conversations and you don't try to have new topics to talk about or, you know, it's nothing personal really. But this is sort of, um, I've really, really wanted to spend my time on things besides people. So that's really a lot that has to do with things. Um, that I've wanted, I've wanted to spend a lot more time here on the space that I've created for you because I did the work to create it. I put in plenty of time on it and I want to use that space to unravel all of this uh, with you. If that is what you're here for. Um, and like I said, we'll see how comfortable you are, how far you can get into this episode. And, you know, if you don't, I'll never know. So, you know, you can turn it off and I don't like where she's going. And, you know, whether you know me or not, you can know me. You could not. You can know me very personally. You could not. But, like, I am radically changing here. And I'm just letting you know that because... I want to really immerse, and it may not be for you. You may not, you know, I've talked about, I might be talking about things that you don't agree with all the time. And, again, you can make an informed decision sometimes to be open-minded to somebody, but sometimes you also have to make that decision to continue or if it's said in a way that you feel is a friendly or open-minded approach, you might be more likely to listen, but if you feel that it's too radical or really not what you're about, then you, as a as a human being, I don't want to say adult because you may not be an adult, but as a human being who can search for themselves, you can find plenty of things that you do really agree with or that speak to you in a way that you really want to be spoken to. So... You know, there is in society um, a lot of isolation in the world right now. And I really hope that you are healthy, your family's healthy. That's the most important thing. And whatever health decisions you've had to make for yourself, it's not up to me or anyone else. But let's just be real here. Like, we have become very isolated and complacent to the point where it's actually comfortable. Like, we've gotten. It's almost like if you're out of shape, it's going to be more comfortable to just sit. And um, especially if you're not mindful of what you're eating, maybe it's more comfortable to sit and eat ice cream. And you're like, you know, my body feels okay with it. I actually almost feel more relaxed. Or um, you're comfortable just like, drinking and I do have soda like seven up ginger ale kind of soda um once or twice a week but I don't have it every day but like I have gotten to the point where I used to drink soda every day in the afternoon just to kind of try to wake up a little bit now I drink just a little more coffee to kind of replace it but let's say 
you know, you were drinking two sodas a day. And I, I got to that point for a long time where I, it was really hard habit to break as I was transitioning from drinking and doing things. I would like really just want a cold soda to take my mind off of other things, to take my mind off of falling asleep um, after a day at the gym or whatever. Um, you know, and so you become like really complacent in your habits and you're like, oh, everybody has their habits. It's not that bad. This can happen in your mind too, where you can become really comfortable in hearing about constantly about how corrupt everything is it, as a part of even your philosophy and learning. Um, where you're learning maybe some really useful techniques and some really helpful ways of opening your mind to possibilities, you're also learning that, oh, school is corrupt. Jobs are corrupt. Church is corrupt. Grocery stores are corrupt. Food is corrupt. You must find the most conscious way to eat. You must find the most con, but don't do anything at the same time because it's all corrupt. Because it's all lies. But still, you have to like do the work and find the most conscious way to eat, the most conscious way to be educated, the most conscious way to raise a family. And it's better for you to do it and kind of like research all day and kind of be where you're doing it by yourself and you're alone in doing it. Our philosophy is like this as a community being, you know, disabled, being blind and all that too, where there's like a radical philosophy of, um, and when I say radical, I am being radically changed, but I'm not like going to extremes. And there's a difference and we'll dissect that here. But there's um, a radical teaching in our community that says you are not allowed to take help from anyone and you are to be completely independent. You are to travel completely independently, cross streets, um, raise your kids, um, all this kind of stuff. And while their intention is completely awesome, and I really got behind it when I was like a teenager and transitioning into a little bit of college I was doing, and even kind of after that, trying to hold on to that, I found that like, I'm a more interdependent-minded person, and it's not who, um, and I'm also a lot more family-oriented, and it held me back from having a good relationship with my family for a long time, because it was like, nobody wants to see you be on your own in society, and you could apply this to, like, spiritual philosophy and different teachings, too, not just, like, blindness, if you want to kind of get out of that, and if you're, if you're kind of tired of that rabbit hole or disability. It's like you have to do all this yourself and there is no help. And uh, if you get lost, again, traveling literally or spiritually, if you get lost, you know, or even just in life, like forget the spiritual part. Maybe that's too sappy. But like in life, right? Like if you get lost, like fuck you, um, you have to get out of it yourself or you're just a piece of shit who doesn't bring value to anyone. And over time, that is sort of what is being taught in a lot of spiritual circles, okay? And they have a lot of really good teachings in inner work, and you really need to work on yourself on your own. I believe in all of that. I have very strong convictions that your spouse isn't there to save you from your insanity. You know, there's going to be times that um, they're going to need to work on themselves and you're going to need to give them space and they're going to need to uh, give you space. 
or the times that you're going to have to learn not to rely on somebody as much to, uh, you know, even if you have a very special connection with, with your spouse or with your uh, people that are spiritual with you, your circle or whatever, like you're going to need to learn to write, to think, to throw things or, you know, of course, within moderation, if it's, you know, throw your, throwing your trash away a little bit and getting your anger out, if it's throwing weights to, uh, to uh, gain more muscle, I don't mean throwing things out of anger, but you might be in anger as you're doing it and you might be alone. So I totally understand this philosophy. I totally respect it. And for the most part, I think it's a good way of growing up a little bit. I'm not here to like discount it or bash it. That's why I was going to name names. And if we've talked off of the podcast, you kind of know what I mean. I was going to name specifics on which spiritualities are teaching this, but I won't because I actually, the more I thought about it, the more I still kind of, in in my own sense, agree with a lot of what they're saying. I really feel like they have their good intentions for teaching it and for themselves. It's worked, especially for those of them who don't have family and their family they might love their family, but their family might not even be their top priority because what I'm learning is that for someone who's single, you're going to have different needs than for someone who's married. That's just an absolute fact. And that is why when you try to like force relationships and different types of relationships to work because you care about somebody, it's not really fair to them, especially. And it's really not fair to you because they're not going to give you what you expect. Um, because you're married and they're single, like friendships, different types of relationships, anything that, you know, we've talked about or you've heard about or any of that. Like, I don't want to get too specific down any rabbit hole, but um, you can go kind of look up different relationship types and all this kind of stuff. There's tons out there that's it's actually very interesting. I love learning about relationships. My husband and I are very connected that way, but we've learned that we're very different from people in that we have different needs. And you're going to have different needs from people who don't live the exact same lifestyle that you do. But that doesn't mean that you can't be spiritual with people. That doesn't mean you can't have a cool relationship, a cool friendship, a close, you know, uh, kind of where you're relating to each other, where you're sharing, where you're actually learning together. I think that that's really cool when that can happen. but when it comes to the actual day-to-day life, when it comes to, I don't think that you should try to be like a married person or that a married person should try to be like a single person because the relationships are that you're going to have with people are going to be very different and you're going to feel your own sense of closeness with people than people who are married who are going to feel a different sense of closeness. And And so, like, that's why it's really important to, like, respect your own lifestyle, respect your own needs, respect your own disagreements of what I'm saying, even. Because that is really the stuff should be about growing up. It should not be about following a business. And so when you get to everything is corrupt, the public school system is corrupt, the church is corrupt, the grocery store is corrupt. The food that you're buying is corrupt. Like, all that might even have a lot of truth to it, to be completely honest with you. Like, some of that might be true. But there's also good in some of these things. And honestly, survival, 
this is going to be kind of controversial for you, especially if you really cling on to truth, but survival sometimes can be a little bit more important and can have its own truth within it that you're ignoring by dismissing everything and saying that everything is corrupt. You got to find that within your own self now. It may not be what I'm doing in my own life, and it shouldn't be. It should be, you should respect your own life and your own choice. You might have to go and walk into a class that you walked away from like five, ten years ago, and you told everybody to go fuck themselves because that wasn't for you. And now you've been stuck because COVID kind of set you back a lot. You thought you were doing okay and learning and surviving even and having a good start in life and COVID bam, knocks you back a little bit. And now you got to walk back into that class and be like, I'm sorry. This is uh, adult education might get me some skills to get me a job. So I might need to kind of come back in here and get along with you people better and swallow my pride and my ego and wipe the blood, you know, stop blushing so much, you know, um, <laughs> get the blushing out of my system a little bit, laugh a little bit and just be like, you know, I was a immature asshole back then, whatever. I'm having to do that in my own community. I'm having to walk back into the things that I walked out of because I'm finding that this experience is of kind of radical changing is uh, in its own right a survival move. And I'm being completely honest about it and avoiding um, hiding from my own hypocrisies here because. Um, what I've learned from kind of walking the other direction and being able to learn all these different philosophies, it's kind of helped me grow on my own a lot more. But the other fact is, is that society is so corrupt that you almost have to be a part of it if you want to survive. Now, that could mean a very small part. It doesn't have to be like you have to be a big part of it. But you kind of have to, like, drink the water that is bland and tasteless and be a part of a little bit of like getting somewhere in society that might mean you go out of town to see your family and usually you think that restaurants are kind of dumb and you might go to one and kind of enjoy it with your family and right then it's not as bad as you thought and you're surviving because you're in the company of your own family um and you're seeing them and that's more important to you so sometimes the pros and the important things might outweigh the corruption it might be that you're more active in something um because that community um could have some corruption but it's it's um more based around kind of like having resources and you can kind of get more active in a, in a lot of ways and you're not, you know, the funding is not so relied on the government as much. And so you can get a little further in helping others and actually getting help yourself. And that outweighs some of the corruption. It might be that instead of saying, well, I'm going to throw my child in a regular public school where I know there's a lot of corruption, you might have to say, and this is kind of what I'm in the process of, I might have to be a little more alternative in my search for her education because I know that virtual school is not going to really be the right replacement for life and it's not going to give her the outlet she needs to just grow and be a kid and run around and be social. And so looking for a specialized school that can give her that attention and that can include the parents 
in um, the education and um, pay a little more attention, that could be the answer. And that alone of needing to, you know, allow your child to be active, that could outweigh the uh, corruption. Because all the reason why you get stuck and myself is like number one on this list here. I could say myself included, but that's an underestimated statement. When you see these decisions take years to make and you ask why, why is this person taking so long to make this decision? And this is definitely me here, especially with the school thing, especially with community and outreach and all this shit, because you get stuck down and I've gotten stuck down. We've got stuck down as an isolated collective. We've gotten stuck down the rabbit hole of everything is corrupt. Everything is fucked. The whole world is fucked up. We can't do anything. Nothing is safe. No experience is worth anything. And like, they're all out to get us. You know, all they want is money. So we might as well not even fucking do anything. And that's what we've become. And that's why we've become complacent. And that's what has kept us stuck. And this isn't something that necessarily feels comfortable to talk about or feels comfortable to admit to you. It's, you know, I, I realize I'm being very public right now. I realize I'm being very open. I realize that I'm on a platform. I don't know who's listening. I have no idea. But the point is, is that this right here is truth. The fact that it's not advancing you. You're not having any sort of advantage whatsoever. You're becoming out of shape. You're not drinking enough water because you go down so many immersive rabbit holes on television. You could be watching sitcoms and go down a rabbit hole of this one sitcom. Like, I've done that. I've been doing that a little more lately just to kind of relax because I'm making a lot of big decisions in life and they take a lot of, like, energy, mental energy, spiritual energy. And um, so I have found myself kind of going down a rabbit hole of just sitting and watching TV. It doesn't have to be the Internet. It doesn't have to be that I'm blaming YouTube or philosophy or spiritual gurus or any of that. Because like I said, there's a lot of a, a lot of motivation and a lot of mental and even spiritual energy and good intent that goes into that. What I am saying, though. And honestly, that can help balance things as well. So if you're in a part of society, if you become doing something for a while and you realize, you know, today was just, I noticed the corruption a little more. You can go and you can always listen to an episode of something and they're open-minded and they kind of let you exercise your thoughts with hearing their thoughts that go back. Like, as long as it's not making you doubt your own um self and making you feel stuck then I don't see why that's wrong to have a balance of that but to be stuck all of the time in this is really is it healthy because is it and not even is it healthy because I feel superior in saying that I mean is it actually advancing your life or are you advancing their bank account by just continuously doing it and even they even a lot of people who create online will tell you like turn you know don't watch me and think that you're doing the work by watching me so I'm not even like bashing them I'm actually saying exactly what they've been trying to tell me what they've been trying to tell you if you watch them 
that you actually have to go out and advance your own life. Yeah, this shit is corrupt, but, you know, we're not talking about the um, disadvantages we're giving ourselves and not being financially okay and not being in shape and not having a good routine, not sleeping well, um, not eating very good, forgetting what it's like to go out and do things, forgetting to use your memory. Like I have a very bad memory because I constantly would write things down. I've had to stop doing it as much. It's not really helping me. Um, my memory has become very weak because I've had to write things down on a calendar and have everything in front of me. I know that there's this belief that it's good for your brain to have a second brain digitally. And I don't necessarily disagree with having a commonplace where you have your all your information, your notes, and having a notebook. It's extremely helpful. That's more helpful, though, than trying to have a calendar with everything on repeat that you have to do every day. Because having that kind of like having things, repetitive reminders and all that is not really good for your memory. I'm finding, I'm finding in my own experience. If you find it's working right now in your phase of life and you're trying to really get motivated, use it. Because I'm not totally against it. But eventually for me, it's become too reliant and not a good resource of RAM in the brain. And what works better is actually writing thoughts out about what I'm having to do in a note with maybe a checklist inside that note, but writing word for word and actually really taking a long time to journal and write. That's what's helping me. And that could help you more. But, you know, it, and that's just if you're struggling with that, with kind of the memory and the calendar blocking and the reminders. I don't really, it's there if I want to see it, but I don't really need to anymore because I'm finding that it's not, it's kind of keeping me stuck. So. And that's getting out of that rabbit hole and into the um, overall. Because even philosophers or those that are really, really big, politically, spiritually, whatever, who are telling you how corrupt things are, they have to use those corrupt means to survive. They're making money off of all the viewing time we're giving them. Think about it. They're making money off of the classes that they charge for. Um which there's nothing actually wrong with it, but it's hypocritical. It's hypocrisy a little bit. And we're all going to have hypocrisy, and you can't really avoid it. But that's what it is, and let's just be real about it. The people that claim cor corruption and all these things are having to use it for survival. So it's in one way, it's as if corruption is the enemy, but in another way, it's as if corruption is the assistant. And that's where, you know, sometimes if you want to give to other people, um, you have to, like, think about them other than yourself. So if you are, you know, you got to go new information or even if you're somebody who is a parent and you want to buy something for your kid or whatever, it takes a little bit of that corruption to buy from a major corporation who makes millions of dollars already if you want to like reward them for doing a good job in being kind and being helpful in the household you kind of have to go you know that you could say oh that's corruption you shouldn't buy your kid a toy or you know people could argue oh disney's corrupt and da 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 da, da you know and it's like okay maybe there's some corruption within like you hear about Walt Disney being a pedophile and all this stuff, but you're not thinking about that when you're buying your child that Disney movie or that toy or 
you know, he, he made his art and he's, he's gone and, you know, you're, you're not really thinking of it. Hopefully you're not really thinking about all that. It's just, it is corruption, but you almost sometimes have to ignore the corruption or like, let's get past the parenting thing and say that, um, you have to buy water from major corporations. Like, what are you going to do? Not buy water, not receive water that's given to you, not drink water. Um, it's kind of corrupt that we even have to buy water, sure, but that's what the world runs on. And it doesn't mean you have to be in it and agree with it, but like you have to survive, right? And so if you have to buy water to fill your water cooler, to fill your filter in your sink, you know, um, buy those expensive filters to filter your water out, I mean, or to, you know, buy the jugs of water. Buy the water bottles. What you got to get water, you know. We don't live in a just just this forest where you just we don't live that life anymore. That's centuries ago, right? Um, and if some people do, they don't have their corruption is lack of access. So even there's corruption in that. Even there's corruption and in lack of freedom, lack of access, lack of. Uh, technology lack of advancement but to them they're surviving by not having all that and we're surviving as a society by having all that so with all of this comes corruption and that's why it's just inaccurate to use it as a reason to not do or as a reason to fuck yourself up to fall into your comfort trap to just become so comfortable that you can't be well-rounded anymore because you've forgotten how to function. Now, this is a lot of us that's experienced um, the effects of COVID. This isn't you personally. This isn't to say that you're a piece of shit. And even those of us who have had this effect before COVID, I've had a lot of this effect to me before COVID. My own self. And again, myself included, myself included, myself included. I can't stress that enough. I'm even talking to myself, saying all this right now. Um, this is, you know, I don't want to be, you know, I'm probably hypocritical a little bit, too, in some of this. Because in my own way, I'm up here telling you all of this. And in you hear this kind of stuff, and some people are like, you know, you don't bring value if you do this. You don't bring value if you do that. You're a piece of shit if you do this. You're going to be useless if you continue that or whatever it is. And I'm, that's not exactly it. It's more about what can advance you. What can help you get? Because do you really want to say that, like, do you want to, do you want to be on your deathbed? Laying on your deathbed and say, you know, I wish I wouldn't have had such a shitty attitude on how corrupt life was. Maybe I could have gone out there and used my own beliefs if I would have just gone into the corruption a little bit and just, like, not let it get to me so fucking much. But, you know, and, and you're on your deathbed and you got your family around you and that's the regret you have to have. That's the regret you have to hold on to as you're laying on your deathbed. And there's not, you know, it's late by then and you can kind of state it and feel better, but by then... All the experience you miss out on, it's gone. 
And so that's why I think it's very unhealthy to go down this. I didn't think I would get that dark or that deep, but it really, or even that immersed in my own shit here, but it really does get to be that deep. Why are we bashing so much of society? We're, we're wasting all of our time. Hey, COVID sucks. We're all over it. Like, we're ready to open back up. We're hoping that, like, these cases, you know, continue to go down. All of this stuff. I'm not going to get political and beliefs and all this shit. It's just the fact that we're over it, right? Um, mask wearing and all this shit, okay? But there's corruption in everything. And it's affecting how you live in just being so caught up in, oh, there's corruption in everything, that you can't even take the stuff you enjoy and apply it to your life. You can't even integrate it. You know, you won't, you can't even go on and meet other people who might actually have a, share a lot of the same interests you do because you're so caught up in this corruption. And being able to do deep work with these people that you've never got to meet yet. Or if you don't want to meet people, do even deeper work on experiences that you can have and pull the deep work out of society, out of experience, out of just living and being active. Pulling deep work out of that is actually very challenging. Maybe you've done that a little bit, but this is where I, my own experience comes in. That's why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this sitting up here on a pedestal saying, ha ha, you know, you people. No, I've been doing this my, a lot of, most of my adult life, actually, I've been doing this. And I haven't been able to make decisions. And it's time. It's time to make decisions. It's time to get past all this. And so I'm doing this episode not as an announcement or any of that, but as just a look. An honest look. I'm here to be honest with you. I don't have the truth with a capital T. I have the honesty with a capital H, though. And the truth with a capital T is just never going to be... It's never going to replace, you know, any of that that you think is truth with a capital T. It's never going to replace the time that you could have spent actually living your life. It's something you cling on to. Because somebody told you and it makes so much sense and it's a profound thing and it gets past all the uh, corruption and it's not mainstream and it sounds really cool. But they're getting money from you watching and giving them so much attention from myself watching them and giving them so much damn um, accolades and attention. And they should. They've earned it. They've worked hard for it. But what is benefiting us from? from just copying in our own minds what they're saying, from just listening and agreeing, listening and agreeing. It's like you could say that we're sheep of a school system or we're sheep of a church or we're sheep of a um, a lifestyle or we're sheep of a family, right? But what about, aren't, aren't we kind of becoming sheep of these rabbit holes? To where it's actually advancing them and their wallet and their business more than it is advancing our actual day-to-day -day life. Aren't you sick and tired of, I know I am, sick and tired of not being able to make decisions. Sick and tired of not 
understanding for yourself because it's all corrupt. Like we are very animalistic in nature, so we're going to have corruptions. But that's just this radical sense of acceptance that's coming up as an insight. That's just this radical acceptance. And it's not a feel good, you know, sort of, oh, I feel so much more at peace and I'm sharing it with you so you can feel good too. Yay! Round of applause. No. Eh, wrong. That's not exactly. No, it's a very uncomfortable thing to say because it could be very unpopular. Um, I could like create a business around what's, uh, if I wanted to put in like 15 hours a day of work, I could create a business to say what's fucked up. You know, put it on the internet, get a bunch of view time and AdSense, you know, create a class around it. Um, it wouldn't be genuine at all, but I could just do it for the money. That's also corrupt. Now, I don't think that that's what these people start off doing. I don't think that that's how they necessarily feel. I think in some ways they're doing a good thing by helping you to think for yourself. But we're turning it into a cult. They're not intending for it to be a cult necessarily. But they charge the money they charge for these classes because people will pay for it. They put out the time to watch the video because people will spend time watching the video and also monetize their business. So just be, you know, aware of that. There, there's corruption in that as well, really. Like, and there's corruption in me talking to you right now, getting your attention and wasting your time when you could be out exercising. Like, why are you listening to me? Like, all I'm saying is that, but, you know, that's not stopping you from listening to me. You're still pressing play out of curiosity. And, you know, so all this is not to say that the person themselves, the people themselves are evil. It's to say that, like, every fucking thing has its corruption. And that shouldn't be an excuse not to go out and make decisions or... To not to to feel so stuck in life that you can't actually have a life or that you can't actually go out and try things or that you can't actually take the interests that you have and level up in integrating those interests into like your actual life and manifestation and physical day to day life and being able to maybe use the the things that you have learned from spiritual people or that you have learned from books or that you have learned from television that might be okay that that might actually be kind of cool you know some of the shows are not even I I disagree that like oh tv is corrupt yeah I don't like tv all the time but like some of those shows and stuff really do get to the reality of life and can teach you kind of something like a little message it's kind of stupid like the sitcoms and the adult cartoons and but it's funny and it teaches you something about life there's always some kind of little message and um even that's corrupt we know how you know television and acting and all like we we know like I don't have to list all the things that are corrupt we just know that people are in it for the money and whatever but like even that you can learn and if you're going to have insights, at least be comfortable with having experiences of your own and not let this little fear of corruption stop you from having these experiences, whatever they might need to be. For you, it may not be the same thing that I need to experience for myself, but it might be something else. Um, or the things that I need to experience for a bigger purpose or to simply enhance 
to simply survive really and enhance the chance of survival. That there's a lot of truth with the capital T in enhancing our survival instead of survival versus truth. I've seen a lot online about survival versus truth. Truth is more important, but people want to stick with survival. Sure, the deeper parts and the deep work is gonna is very underlooked, very underestimated. I totally couldn't agree more. That's why I don't like small talk really anymore. I've kind of like let go of a lot of that. I've cut a lot of that shit out. Fine. But there's truth in survival that we've forgotten as a millennial generation. Like I'm not even just talking about like during COVID times, but even as millennials, we've forgotten the truth with a capital T and surviving with a capital S because we've gotten so caught up in not just the instant access and the um, advancements in tech that we're kind of, we feel like we're entitled to, which all that stuff is excellent. You know, it gives us equal access. I get it. And I'm definitely for it, but even more so in the understanding that like our generations previous the ones you know our, our parents and our grandparents that give us such a hard time they didn't really have it as easy as we do and so it's not like it's an excuse to be mean or talk disrespectful or to not support what we are trying to do or learn but it's more about like a lot of us in the millennial generation just cannot make decisions cannot you know be financially okay cannot be um, integrated cannot be fully um, using our awareness to our advantage really in um, because you can really you can understand so much deeper and immerse so much more in life just by accepting like I'm having to do now it doesn't feel good but just accepting that every there's corruption in everything but can we use it to our advantage to then serve others for their advantage coming up or um, help others in that way where it, you could make it, you can choose to create goodness out of the corruption or um, as some people like to think of, what was that certain type of metal, alchemy or I don't even remember, or turning, you know, like some people might say mud into gold or whatever it is, but like turning the corruption into actual advancement for the for the collective not like just for myself or my family or those that I love or people that I like or whatever but like for the actual collective can we just stop like what are what are we doing what are we doing so that's kind of my um talk I'm really looking forward to things that are coming up I have kind of a surprise planned um I guess I'll tell you, um, I've kind of hinted before that I wanted to have like a round table with the three of us with, uh, my husband in Eden's experience and David from the specifist. And so we're going to actually do, we've all kind of had our own thoughts on how this has affected our comforts and kind of our life. And so we're going to do a collaboration. Um, and I'm really kind of excited about talking about it because and sharing thoughts as a group I think it would be really insightful I think it would actually you would get more out of it by hearing different experiences than just me and different perspectives and uh 
just going real deep and that kind of thing. So I, I'm going to see, it's going to be interesting to see how this is going to be structured and how we're going to um, communicate and stuff, but it'll be really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll take you further with us. You'll get to know us a little more as a group. Um, it'll be on all our podcasts. So whichever podcast you kind of prefer to listen to, it'll be up on all our podcasts. Um, even if I got a screen record like three times, that's fine. I don't care. I'm just excited that we get to do this, that we've talked about it, that it's come up. We've all agreed. And so amidst all the busyness in life and the decision making and all the energy that it takes, we want to really do that. So stay tuned. You can join us and listen. Um, it's not live, which is a good advantage because that means you can listen anytime that you have free. You don't have to be, you don't have to adhere to our schedule and what's more convenient for us. I kind of don't like live streams in that way. I, I prefer that they're archived and I can listen anytime. I don't like, to me, that's too backwards and old school of like, have, tune into this television show at this time. Like, you don't even do that with TV anymore. Um, and so I'm not really a big live stream person. If I know that somebody's live and I happen to have a moment, that's cool. But I'll I'll usually look forward to their live later on as I make downtime for myself. I don't, that's how much I don't really think schedules, scheduling quite that much into your life is helpful. Um, I mean, I know there's going to be, there's corruption in that too though, right? <laughs> so I know that I'm going to have to like start scheduling and I do schedule some things. Um, my daughter's classes and some other things coming up and appointments and all that. So I know that like there's advantages to schedules as well that you can take, but um, I just don't think having to schedule a show in your life like that you actually want to watch, you should want to watch it spontaneously. There shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to schedule something like that. That's just my personal opinion. But if you like scheduling shows, YouTube has actual features that you can schedule shows with through your email and your Google and all that. It's kind of cool. Um, Clubhouse has a calendar feature if you want to, uh, if you like scheduling rooms, if you care that much about something. I've tried it with Clubhouse. Twitter Spaces also has it. I never even made it to the scheduled times that I, because they integrate with the calendar, Clubhouse and Twitter, and I never quite made it to the actual time. And then I ended up, I would forget about the room anyway or the uh, Twitter space. And I mean, it's not even any offense to the person. Like, I really wanted to be there, but I'm like, life just happens and you just get busy. And if I if I know that something shows up in my notifications, I'll just watch it when I can. So that's the cool thing about us here, whether it's just me talking or we're in our group where we already know each other and we feel comfortable talking about this stuff together. And we know that we all go pretty deep. Um, the advantage is you can listen anytime on demand when you have the chance, when you have the time, when you have a moment, you're not going to be expected to. Um Again, you're not going to be expected to uh, care about our schedule whatsoever. It's just when you have a chance. Or if you're even, if you want a group. Sometimes solo is nice and you just want solo. Um, I'm starting to enjoy certain podcasts more because they're becoming a little more solo in their thoughts. And I'm like, you know, I can really get behind this now because I like deep thoughts like this. I like hearing them. Um, even if they're walking or doing something else. I, I think I prefer solo in a way with some things. And then in other ways where the people know each other and it's a really small group, I really like those. 
because you it's very authentic and you can tell that it's not just for business or um just oh I found you somewhere and now we want to talk about this because I need I need you on my show so I have a person to talk with some of those are really spontaneous and some of those are really wow that is cool to hear how they met on clubhouse or how they met in person or how they met on twitter or in a convention or something like some of those are really really cool but I like the small kind of groups that's kind of more the introverted thing that I have so anyway if you're into that we might see where it'll go um this week and uh should be this week hopefully and then we'll see how we go if we either make it a regular thing or if we just maybe do it once in a while and kind of be spontaneous about it because we're so engrossed in our solo stuff or even both we can even just be very engrossed in our solo stuff but then also have collaborations with different topics and share each other's thoughts and actually it'll give each other some space to share our thoughts in ways that um, we maybe we've talked very deep on FaceTime and WhatsApp, but in ways where we um, haven't expressed our thoughts before and going deeper on topics and, and making the time and the space for it. So anyway, looking forward to that. I uh, am excited to talk to you soon. Let's stay connected. Keep in touch. Hope your week will be going good and that you can do some thinking about how you can actually benefit your own life, survival, finances maybe you need that job right now you know I mean my god like it's great that if you can do something on your own but maybe right now financially you want to make sure your bills are paid or you want to make sure that you have access to a community that can um, help you a little bit so you're not so isolated that's kind of what we're doing here we're having to go out into a community we walked away from and um all that kind of stuff. I don't want to get too specified or specific on like my story because I want to make this more structural and it's not all about me. It's really not. It's more to help you think. And if you relate, I kind of share a little bit of, of, uh, my experience in a way to help you relate, but it's not about my story. So I'm not really getting too oversharing right now, but you know, if I do like a blog update, I might share a little more of what community specifically and how I'm Figuring out that there is corruption, but there's also advances and survival and, again, outreach and things that a lot, like our government is not going to help us do. Um, society in general, as the a lot of the corruption is around, they're not going to help us do. So some communities, you really pick and choose what you can turn from corruption to good intent, really. And so that's what I want to help us all do in the reality of creating our own life in an artistic way so that explains even the title behind this whole podcast um, hopefully that really gives you an insight as to why this is called life is art reality the reality of art being just that we're living life in creation so again I'm done I just um, I've been excited to do this episode since probably the last couple of days, but I really wanted to think some things over and think how I was going to do this in a structural way. So I took my time over the last like three days to think about it because I didn't want to make it too much about my own story. That's one thing that podcasting and being a part of, you know, the small group that we're in where we can really talk about our own shows, um, becoming structural. I never thought I would, but that was one thing that I used to think 
Again, you could say there's corruption. I didn't really think it was corrupt, though. But you could say there's corruption in that and not telling your story. But at the same time, it's just more about moderation and focusing on the structure of what you're, quote unquote, teach learning. I like that, that, um, that phrase, teach learning. Um, what you're teach learning here and being more structural about it. So that's one thing I've definitely been learning um, this last year over a year in podcasting with this actual podcast that I didn't learn in other podcasts. And I think that's actually why I didn't enjoy them because I was trying to get more out of my own story than I was actually teaching. And now that teaching is happening with this one, it's because of saying, wait a minute, I got to step back and actually go more structural and more general in order to teach better. Even though, you know, being specific is really good and there's a talent in that. And that's a whole, a totally different perspective, a totally different experience. Whereas if I just go more general, it helps me to be more structural, if that makes any sense at all. And we can talk about that in the collaboration. Um, And you can definitely um, talk with us, send in a voice message. You can send in as many voice messages as you want to put your thoughts out there in the link, in the show notes, always in the show notes. if you want to just put your thoughts out there and um we will uh definitely we can um put it in the collaboration really talk about what you're saying and get into anything that you want us to talk about more on or get in deeper on so thanks again and um we'll keep in touch let's get on with our week turning these corruptions that we hate so much about our society day to day and helping ourselves to um frankly the good intent the advantages that we can gain from it take care